Hey there, everyone. Thanks and welcome back to Why We Heal, the show where we are breaking down all things healing and helping you to see how it fits into your life for your well-being in every way imaginable. And today I have a special guest who's joining me from, are you in Toronto or? Toronto. In Toronto. Okay. Toronto, Canada. Um, and Olivia is a spiritual guide and a healer with the Modern Mystery School who, Olivia's mission really is to... Um, help people with self-mastery and making the sacred uh like normal again you know like a part of life is that right yeah bringing this life sacred yeah indeed indeed tell us about that what does that mean to you like what is sacred and how can we bring that into life mm. well i think all of life is sacred I think we get so caught up in the busyness and the stress and the external overwhelm that we forget who we really are. We forget the beauty of our being and we forget that every single moment um, we're here in this life is sacred and is a gift, a gift from God and a gift from the universe. And I find that the more we can land into the beauty of life, into the moments, into the sacredness and the gifts that each offer us, uh, the more abundance, the more joy, the more love, and the more fulfilled we tend to be. So mm. I think living a sacred life and living life in a very ceremonial way is kind of, kind of brings us back to ourselves. Hmm. Okay, so this is great because now I want to know how do we get there? Like how do people get from living their life in the more mundane, very what we would call normal way, because it's basically, you know, just how we generally are brought up, you know, just to function in life in a very physical way. How do we get from there to being to, to actually having an idea of what sacred is, and then really living that way, like letting it be what comes through your vision and your perspective and how you take in everything around you? Mm, very good. So, I mean, one of the biggest pieces is we have to heal, which is why this whole podcast exists is to, you know, let everyone know that healing is absolutely essential to honor and understand who you are. But I think there's this aspect of having to pull away the layers of the of distraction and the layers of the mundane. And it's not that the mundane is bad or wrong. It just isn't us the busy, the stressors, the, the, the everyday life. And I think a lot of people can agree that in life, there's always this question, there has to be more, there has to be more. And so I think the path of, you know, getting from everyday normal stressors and like living in the mundane to living in a sacred life um, comes down to healing, to understanding more deeply who you are. And I always go back to the root word of what sacred is, and it's to sacrifice. It's like mm. also being willing to let go of the things that are in the way of, of the light, of our godhood, of our spiritual essence, of our true selves. And so when I think about what it is to live in a sacred way, I think it means to live in alignment with our truest and highest self. Mm. And yeah, there's paths and processes and, you know, tools and commitment that's absolutely necessary for us to move from who we've always been to who we could be and who we truly are. Hmm. 
Yeah. I like that you said that, you know, there's paths and process and also tools and commitment because, you know, kind of how we were talking about before we got onto the call, part of the key thing is the commitment mm. and, you know, not expecting it to be kind of like, you know, the Western medicine approach of going to take one pill. It's not like you go in for one healing session. It's you make a commitment that you want to evolve into a sacred being, into a sacred lifestyle, into that self-mastery. And then you embark upon the process and the journey. And even though it's not immediate, you're experiencing so much along the way that it's not necessarily like you're waiting till the end. No, it's, I always say you can't be a destination person because I don't mm. know if we ever truly arrive or you just have to be on the journey. And every layer of the journey, like every time you peel a layer away and get closer to who you really are, there are new fruits, new expressions, new beauty to uncover in life. But mm. if you think about literally thinking of like tearing away or shedding a skin, there's that level of discomfort. There's that level of, I need to let go of this old perceived notion of who I think I am or who I've been or how I've been or how I've been living to possibly give myself the opportunity for something new. And mm. so when I think about, you know, leaving the mundane or uh, not necessarily leaving the mundane, but shifting out of just existing within that realm, it always has to require us to do something that we've never done before. Like it mm. always requires us to commit to, I want to heal. I, I want to look at the things within myself and within my being and within that in within my life that are stopping me from allowing light in. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of cool because it's like, I always think of healing and this journey and like living in alignment and living sacredly as um this might sound weird but like being in a home and like our vessel and our experience we're, we're in this house and there's so much to explore within this house but we spend so much of our life in the dark and we could be in such a beautiful home and we don't even know it because it's mm. the lights are turned off and things are dusty within it and so instead we're just walking around this home and it's dark and we're bumping into things but as we start to heal, it's like, oh, we start to open the blinds and all of a sudden there's light coming in and we can see the room and we can see the house. And it's like, okay, there's a lot happening in here. There's a lot of dust. There's a lot of furniture I don't like, but there's also a lot of potential. And I think of like our journey is like, oh, cool. Like there's so much room for me to renovate this space into and elevate this space into something like beautiful and something that serves me and something that even becomes a place and a space to serve others. Mm. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah. And it reminds me of this, of the way, like, you know, if there's an abandoned house and no one's living there, how it starts to fall apart. But as long as someone's living in a house, it'll stay standing. And yep. we're the same way, right? Like when we are empty and deplete and spiritually deficient, we begin to fall apart. Illness sets in, we get creaky, cranky, all the things. But when we, you know, imbue and imbibe ourselves with spirit and spiritual energy, we are alive. Yeah. And we are healing and we are evolving and we are, you know, just we have more much more strength to yes. exist within this physical structure. Yes. And if you think of it, these old homes, 
and an old home, it could be abandoned and there could be nothing left to it. And its neighboring house could be absolutely mm -hmm. stunning and vibrant and alive. And one of the biggest mm -hmm. differences there is care. And I care. think so much on this journey, as much as commitment is required, so too is care. Mm -hmm. And like, we have to care about ourselves enough to want to make the space and take care of the space that is us and our lives and our relationships and our soul so that it can be nurtured and fostered into the most beautiful and vibrant version it could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I'm also a very visual person, of course, because so I love these visual examples. A little bit poetic right now. This is interesting. <laughs> I know, I'm telling you, that, but listen, anyway, <laughs> there's a magic in this show. Light comes in and like things start happening. We don't expect. Yeah. Um, so uh, I love when conversations go like this because we're already in the flow and I didn't get to ask the main question. So I'm going to ask it now because I know afterwards we're going to go into, hope ideally we're going to slide into another topic. And so um, Olivia, please tell the people what in your perspective is healing? Well, it's kind of funny because I think we've already tapped into that uh, a few times through the conversation. And you know, at its essence, I think healing is, you know, peeling away all the layers of ourselves that aren't true, removing all the pieces that block us, distort us, and prevent us from seeing who we are. And also bringing in and honoring all the parts that are us. So I believe healing is this mm -hmm. process of like shedding and remembering who you really are so that you can mm -hmm. live a life that's true to you. That brings mm -hmm. you joy, that allows you to live in grace and create what you want to create. And so, yeah, I think healing is, yeah, peeling away the layers of what you're not so you can become who you are. I like that. And when I, things like this make me think about um, all the ways that we don't know that we aren't who we are. No, and like, it becomes such mean? a way of operating. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes people know because they just, they know something doesn't fit or they know that they're not like something feels off or they're, they know that they're faking, you know, but even in knowing that, they don't understand how much that's not no. really them. No. It's, it's like, it's really inconceivable. Yeah. So part of it is just to be willing to have like the wet, like something to wedge <laughs> the um, vice grip that our identities have over us. Just to start like loosening it to see what's underneath. Yeah. Yeah, because I think yeah. at our core, we all know who we are. You know, I've mm -hmm. even found the healing process multiple times along my journey. It's like, oh, well, I've always been this person. But then I have to remember, has it always been the person that I expressed? Was it, was mm -hmm. it always as clean, as refined, as true? Or was it tainted or tinted with pain, negativity, shame, guilt, um, 
experiences that clouded my judgment or clouded clouded my perception of situations? Like, what were the filters and things that were not only in the way of me being able to express myself, but also what are the filters that are in the way of me being able to receive and experience reality and relationships? Mm-hmm. And I think like so much of the essence of healing is like we need to clean those filters, not only so we can express who we are, but so we can do the service of actually being clear and in reality versus in an illusion that's been created by our experiences throughout life. Mm-hmm. Because as much as life forms us and those experiences can bring a lot of beauty and a lot of good, it 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 also can distort our, our view of this experience and um, we don't always want that either. Mm. And so like, when I think about healing, it's like, it's so funny because healing, it's really important, but even when I'm working with people, it's like, I think sometimes people associate healing, like when you heal a broken bone, the bone's broken. When you have to heal the physical body, it's because something in the physical body is breaking down, incongruent, or there's some sort of illness. And I think a lot of people, when they say healing, it's like, well, that's not for me because I know who I am and I'm fine. That's right. And so it comes to, there's this bigger conversation of like, what is healing? And does healing necessarily mean you're broken? Or does mm-hmm. healing mean you're just not living at the full capacity of who you are? Because mm-hmm. I think like a lot of the people I work with, they're not people that are struggling to survive in life, so to speak, but they just know that there's something more that they're not able to express. They're recognizing that there's triggers or there's things coming up within their life that they haven't been able to get through. And that's those veils. And, and until you bring awareness from outside of your current state in, you'll never be able to remove them because our whole society operates with them. Yeah, it's an interesting What's thing. your favorite tool for removing them? My favorite tool for removing veils? Well, I mean, I think it always goes back to the foundational tools like I would say life activation and then empower thyself. I would say life activation, what it does for people is I've never explained it like removing the veils. How I explain it to someone when I'm working with them is like, imagine you've been walking around in a, in a, in a cloud and you didn't really know you were in a cloud. I find that the life activation, it almost like opens and parts the cloud and gives the person the opportunity to see that there's something more beyond that. And The beautiful thing is it's up to them if they want to step through it because when you become aware of the veil you have the power to remove it but you can also have the power to put the wool over your eyes and keep it on because healing and moving forward and progressing in your life is hard work and it does require commitment and sometimes when we start to go we're like okay maybe this is more than i i i want to deal with right now and then I would say for empower thyself because that's the tool that every day gives the person a choice to step back into alignment with who they are, to step back into clarity and to step back into clear perception of themselves and of life and gives them the tools for them to do that for themselves every day. So where the life activation kind of helps removing it and gives that person the choice, I find empower thyself is, is, um, training that gives them tools to do that for themselves every day. Mm. So 
never thought about it that way, but this is this is exactly <laughs> that's how it's coming through right now. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the beauty of this work is there's so many ways to talk about it and and so many ways mm -hmm. to connect to how it relates to who we are as human beings. Mm -hmm. Definitely. How do you see all this from the perspective of um, self-expression? Because mm. I know that we had originally talked, wanted to talk about beauty based on, you know, both of our backgrounds and just, you know, I think we both love the expression of beauty. Um, and you've gone in so many really rich directions already that I kind of want to continue exploring that without like diverting specifically to, you know, our, the, the way we physically express. Yes. Do you I know what I mean without a specific question? Yeah. I think it's all a part of it, though, because if we want to talk about beauty and self-expression, like none of this is separate, like healing mm -hmm. and understanding who you are and embodying beauty and creating that outside of yourself and within yourself and also expressing yourself truly all come from the same core place. And that's knowing thyself and really, truly understanding who you are as who you are in the soul and allowing that to be expressed in life. And so how does it relate to self-expression? We can call them masks. We can call them veils, illusions. All of these things, um, they code our ability to show up in the world as who we really are. And, you know, if we talk about self-expression, I think about myself when I was young and it's like, I've always been Olivia. I've always been this like outgoing um, person that loves beauty and is like really exciting and loves to be inspiring and uh, goes really deep. Like that's always been me. But the way in which it expressed has been shifted as I clear my channel. So I mm -hmm. kind of consider that like our self-expression is always there, but whatever's inside of us is also going to pour out with it. So it's like, if you, if you have um, like a container that, uh, or even think of like a, a sink, a, a drain, there's, there's um, a pipe coming through and like, that's your expression. And the water is who you really are as a spiritual being, like all your essence, your unique individual self. And you're coming in and you're expressing in the world and, 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 and expressing. But if there's a lot of um, things in that drain that are clogging, in that pipe that are clogging, you're still going to express, but there might be, now the water might be muddy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm still expressing, but it's muddy. Or yeah, I'm still expressing, but there's a lot of calcium in here. Or oops, a lot has leaked out along the way because there's some cracks in the foundation of it. And now only a partial amount is coming through. So I think when it comes to expression and expressing who we are, um, the more we heal, the more we're able to actually express that more fully. And it's not tainted by um, like negativity or even um, influence of the world, right? Because our individual expression is influenced by our soul and who we really are not by what's going on in society, not by what's trendy, not by what's cool to be and how, how showing up is popular now. It's, it's, it's who you are, right? So 
Um, yeah, I think self-expression really does get purified and all of us have such a unique expression. And so what can kind of start to happen in our world is so many people start acting like each other. They see something they like, which is very honorable and beautiful, you know, uh, imitation is the greatest form of flat flattery, but imitation is also a sign that you don't know who you are, that you're yeah. trying to pick up pieces you like without being able to go inside and be like, who am I and how do I want to express to the world? Yeah. How, how do I want to communicate? How do I want to create in the world? How do I want to show up? My expression, your expression is an amplification of what's going on internally. And so we're all beautiful, beautiful people. But are we expressing that? I don't know. You can only share what you have. And so if you have a lot of anger in you, then that's probably pouring out in your relationships and you might be a little bit frustrated with life. If you have a lot of apathy or overwhelm, that's probably flowing out and being expressed into your life as well. If you've got a lot of love and a lot of joy, you're going to be able to share that as well. And I think a lot of people know who their inner being is. And if if that apathy or that anger or that stress or that overwhelm of life is now superseding who you really are, then that might be a clear sign There's 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 an incongruence. Because sometimes we have to go all the way back to how we were when we were young and as a child before the world started to fill us, where we allowed ourselves to be filled with stress and experiences that started to taint our expression, that started to muddy the waters. So it's like a bit of an interesting thought. But that gets us into self-mastery. Does it? Yeah. Well, cause you talk, I mean, if correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like, you're talking about, um, people being able to like express from their authenticity mm -hmm. and in the process of that is knowing that knowing yourself, knowing thyself and mastering, you know, that self mastery that comes in, um, in the form of being authentic, like it, it all kind of plays together. Yes. It's all interwoven, right? Same with that key. Mm -hmm always the key of knowing thyself and like this is why this path that you and I offer is so powerful because it's not yeah. um organized for a certain person or a certain echelon of society or a certain anything it's for everyone because the tools will, will work on each individual to to know themselves and we have to refine ourselves in our understanding of ourselves to know what is actually true to me or what is true to the personality and that takes a purification process, but also, yeah, understanding self-mastery. And, you know, it's an interesting thing. I talk about self-mastery a lot. And um, we have to be refined to express who we are. And self-mastery is the tool to refine ourselves, to master mm -hmm. the self. And what you need to master yourself and what I need to master myself may look different because you're going to have things that are inherent within you that make certain aspects of your life and your experience. I'm not going to say easier, but they're not your challenging suit. 
Whereas things that might be more challenging for you come with more ease for me, but then I have to master another area. And so the thing that I love about understanding what self-mastery is, it's, it's being able to look at your whole life and your whole being and, and looking and being radically honest with yourself and asking like, where am I selling myself short of who I am, what I can be, what I'm here to bring, like why I came to the world and what I came to share, like what, what's getting in my way of that? And usually whatever's getting in the way of all the things you want, whether it's the external things that so many people think about of like the home or like the, the being super healthy or like the vacations or the more like internal processes of having joy and peace and meaningful relationships, it all comes back to the same core and it's you. And so you have to be really willing to be honest with yourself and look within and be like, what are the things that are, that, that are holding me back? Like, what do I need mastery over? And in the process of, you know, taking responsibility for that, which you need to master within yourself, you start to refine, you start to refine, you start to refine yourself and you start to under, uh, refine your understanding of yourself and, and how you do want to express, right? It's like, we always say it's like shining, shining the sword or, or, or tumbling the stone. Right. And so I think self-mastery is massively congruent to self-expression. Um, and also I think it's, it's congruent to something that we wanted to speak about, which is being able to also express beauty and what mm. beauty is. Because I think there is, you know, so much in this world that distracts us from who, who we are in our minds and in our lives that um, we're, we're just expressing pieces of who we are and not our true soul. And the more we understand and master ourselves, the more the beauty of our soul, the more the beauty of who we are and our care to express that in a way that's true starts to come out. So um, I think it's wildly important. And I think that there's massive amounts of empowerment that come from being radically honest with yourself about where you've been getting in your own way and where you need to have mastery within your life, spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical, all of them. And then like doing what it takes to start working on all those aspects. And I can hear the thoughts already like, oh my God, that's exhausting. I just want to be. All right. <laughs> I, mean, I do, I do, I do. It's like, oh, when do I get to relax? And it's like, it's another journey thing. It's like thinking we're going to get to like Destination. I want to say, but they're not relaxed now. What are they doing to relax? Distracting Nothing. and doing the things mm -hmm. to like escape the reality you've created to some degree, whether it's with the drugs or with the sex or with going out or surrounding yourself with friends or, or Netflix or, or 
emotional eating or whatever brings you comfort to make you feel okay in the state that you're in. And like, I can say all those things because I've been all those things. <laughs> like I've done all those things, so I get it. And I get that the, the level of self-honesty and commitment it takes to pull yourself out of that. And I get the hunger that it also requires. But I'm also gonna say this, it also requires a deep level of self-love and a deep level of care. And there is nothing more loving than committing to honoring who you came to this world to be. There is nothing more empowering than doing that. To say no to the lower self and to say no to all those things, you know, like if I wanna be fit, which I do wanna be fit, and I do take care of that. It has taken commitment over years of unwinding years of operating in the opposite, years of abusing food and substances and drugs and everything. So to get out of where I dug myself, I had to like climb piece by piece to get to a place where it's like, I feel like I can finally express who I am. And I've earned that. I've earned that expression. The vessel is clear and it's strong. And yeah, I think like, it's a beautiful thing. It's like, you can't, you can't fake your way there. There aren't shortcuts to it. <laughs> I think, um, I think it requires work and I think it requires love. And I think each step of the way, when you notice yourself expressing more in alignment and you notice yourself feeling more vibrant and more alive and you notice everything in your life reflecting that, the hard stuff you got to do to get there becomes so worth it. Because like we can choose to have an easy life or we make decisions that are easy and it makes our life harder. Or we can choose to make hard decisions in the moment that actually end up making our lives have more beauty, more grace, and more ease down the road. And it's like, where are you willing to put the time in? Because you're going to have to put the time in somewhere. Like, none of us are escaping this. None of us are escaping ourselves. So, like, at what point are you willing to look at yourself and say, like, what do I need to make my life more sacred? What do, what do I need to sacrifice or let go of? that isn't me or isn't aligned with who I am and who I want to be so I can get there. And yeah, I don't know if anyone I know or anyone I've worked with or myself included has ever regretted letting go of lower aspects of the self and the way I live because I've only received more beauty, more grace, more joy, deeper and more beautiful. Like there's never relationships I've released that I haven't been able to bring ones in more alignment. It's like, but it's that common thing of you got to be willing to sacrifice and let go of that what that isn't serving you. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so good. Interesting, interesting direction we're going in though, because I it's know. not it's all related, but it's also like not related to the initial thing we wanted to talk about. But I think we totally could weave in what we wanted to talk about originally to this. Yeah, it it is kind of related, though, because like you said, you know, in order to get to this place, we need self-love, we need self-care. 
And it's in that process of self-mastery and letting go of all the things that are clouding our truest expression that get us to true expression. It gets us to beauty because when we see things as sacred and see ourselves as sacred, that is beautiful. And then so you treat yourself better. You know, you take better care of yourself and your natural beauty comes out not only in the vibrancy of your light, but in the way you treat your physicality. You know, maybe the way you clothe yourself and the way you do your hair and, you know, take care of your skin or you eat better. And so your skin gets brighter without like tons of products, you know, it all plays into how we live our lives. And so I love that you went so deep into um, not just beauty, but how to attain true beauty, the kind that can't be taken away, the kind that reaches beyond the eyes, you know, that people feel and that you feel and know that it's true. Yeah. The beauty in the soul. The beauty in the mm-hmm. soul is always reflected out. Always. Mm-hmm. And and that's exactly it. You summed all of that up beautifully. And I'm so happy that that's what you pulled from this conversation because that's exactly it. And like, you know, I came from the beauty industry as did you to some degree. Like you were a model. I was a hairstylist for a long, long time. And it came from the essence of like wanting to bring beauty to the world. And Mm -hmm. I loved the experience of being a hairstylist. And I always had a really funny goal. I was really young. I started doing hairstyling when I was 16. And so like, it was like, so funny for this young person to be this, trying to be this professional. And my goal when people came in was to shift their perspective on life by the time they left. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, cool. I have like, 45 minutes to three hours with this person and they were going to be in a process. And of course I was going to be achieving the physical look that they desired, right? They're going to feel beautiful because the external beauty is going to be amplified after leaving my chair. But I cared more about the conversation about helping that person leave on a brighter note. And what I started to realize after doing hair for many years, and as much as I love that these people felt transformed when they left my chair and they're like, oh my God, they'd call me the hairpist. And that's like a thing I think a lot of uh, hairstylists are, they're like the hairpist, right? Because they, they start helping you shift, let, like you're sitting and you're talking. But I started to realize it's like, this isn't going as deep as I want it to be like, You can do everything on the external and it will help for a moment. It will help for a bit. Like Coco Chanel has Mm -hmm. the quote, a woman who's going to change her hair is going to change her life. And there is truth to when we change the external, it changes our internal world as well. Like that's Mm -hmm. also hermetics uh, as without, so within. But if we don't change the inner world in a deeper way, that external beauty will just never be enough. It will begin, we'll be trying to fill the the void of what we're, what we really want, which is to feel this expression and this inner beauty and this deep amount of love for the self and for others. It's never going to be found externally. It's never going to be found in you know, fixing your hair or doing the makeup or feeling really good for one night. That confidence that you seek in the external, that confidence that those things bring for a moment in time, it's kind of like the ghetto beauty. It's not wrong. It's 
not not true, but it's not fully you. Because when you have accessed that from within, when you've tapped into the beauty within and you start honoring yourself in deeper ways, loving yourself in deeper ways by making hard choices, by doing the hard things, by honoring what you're worthy of in all aspects of your life, then that reflects externally. And we see it all the time in the mystery school. Like I've been around for a little bit now and I'm like, I don't know what happens here, but everybody starts looking younger. You've known yeah. each, I've known people for like five to 10 years now. I'm like, you guys look That's younger right. and everybody looks better. That's and right. it's not because everyone's going and getting procedures done or following the latest trend or it's none of that. It's people understanding who they are and bringing so much light into their lives in all ways, light into their mind, light into their spirit, light into their soul, light into their body. And that's amplified out. And so everything ends up coming from that place. And, you know, when you hit that deep level of, of love for the self and, and you honor yourself, I, I think it's an amazing thing to see what we start to do with our lives. I think it's amazing the kind of care when we pay attention to detail within ourselves, when we pay attention to the detail of healing of the mind, when we, you know, Socrates says the unexamined life is not worth living. Know thyself. It's paying attention to the details within the self so that you can fully understand why you show up the way you do and who you are. So the more you pay attention to the detail within the mind, the soul, the spirit, the life, you're going to pay attention to the details around you. You're going to start caring about things that you otherwise didn't care for. So if you didn't care for what your space looked like, or if you didn't care to take care of your car, if you didn't care to take care of your body, or if you're a female, you know, do your nails or, you know, have earrings on like the details of life that maybe they don't matter. So to speak, they're not essential, but they amplify. The details that takes life from mediocre and mundane, which we started this conversation, to sacred, to magical, or what we may say, to royal, you know, um, amplifying and refining the self and the way we show up for the self comes when we pay attention to the details within the self, and then we can carry it externally as well. You get, you're getting me on some tangents here. <laughs> I know. It's great. I mean, I have to say, this is it's not rare that I don't talk this much, but I, it's been such a pleasure to sit back and allow you to really express so deeply and truthfully in such a profound way. So uh, thank you for sharing. It's been thank really you. great, and I think it's really going to be impactful and really be meaningful for people. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. It's all important, I think. It's all important. Yeah, I think out in the world, like all we're all seeking. We're we're all seeking the thing. It's just that in the world it's like the distortion of the thing we're truly seeking, you know? The beauty, the That's joy, right. the it's it's not even the service. Even the service. You know, like People want, you know, for example, in my community here in New Orleans, which I'm, you know, recently started building, 
I have this vision of, you know, having people who do different types of um, uh, wellness, you know, things, right? So, you know, like I have a doctor in my community, a body worker, an acupuncturist, and it's just kind of working out that way, a doula. And, you know, there's so many ways that we can do for others. But when we bring in the path and we bring in this light, the way that we serve also changes. So not that it's a distortion necessarily, but our concept of serving can be distorted based on, again, like what we know to be only physical. But when we bring in more light to it, we bring in more service, we bring in more God. The way we're serving, even in the physical uh, ways, changes. Yeah, completely. It's like there's different levels and different layers, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, or what, what like, um, just different scales. Like I almost think of it's just like where, where is it sitting on the scale? This way and this way, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's just, and it doesn't make anything wrong. It's just like, where are you? That's right. And where do you want to go? And where do you want to go? Like almost if you think of like your higher self or who you are as God or spirit, like your, your divine self is up here and your human Mm -hmm. self is here or your lower self. It's like, where are you on the scale? Know where you are. You got to know where you are so that you can know where you, you can go and you can know where you're also choosing to stay. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you don't allow yourself to know that a scale exists, or that something greater exists within you and the universe, you're never going to aim for higher. And so it's like, what's the marker for society and life? What's the marker for people? Where are they aiming to? And it's not from a place of judgment. It's like, we don't know what we don't know. Right. It's just like if people don't know that something greater exists within themselves and if something greater exists, doesn't like exist outside themselves, they're just going to, their attainment is going to be what they see around them. That's right. Right. And so that's Which where we get. Which is a low bar. <laughs> it's a low bar, right? Because it's all humans being humans and success and successful in whatever that looks like potentially. Right. But we got to, we've got to retire. And um, I don't know much else that that can bring us there and that holds us to that account. And like reaching to the higher and the higher version of you and like the divine version of you and your purpose, your service, your expression, um, it requires you to almost be removed or to step out of the way so much of the rest of the world is operating. And so that can be a really challenging thing to do too. It's like, I want to step into the, into my alignment, which isn't going to make sense to anybody else. And it may not necessarily make sense to how the rest of the world operates. And so my faith within myself has to be really strong because there's going to be people that are going to judge me. There's going to be people that don't understand and there's going to be people that when I start to move higher in my life, are going to either try and bring me down, are going to get triggered by the way that that makes them feel. And then there's also going to be the ones that see that and say, 
I don't know what's going on there, but I want that too, because I feel that within myself. And so we have no other option, but, but to raise ourselves higher in every way. Yes, physically. Yes, mentally. Yes, emotionally. But most importantly, spiritually, because that's where everything comes from. And if you don't have a spiritual path, if you don't have a place that can keep bringing you higher, then you're still playing in this realm. Spiritual tools are good. A spiritual practice is good. Connecting to spirituality is good. Um, but if there isn't a direction that this, this the, a path, if there isn't a way to follow that continuously brings you higher and meets your ego at higher levels and meets your progression of the self at higher levels, then you can't get there either because we can't do it alone. We can't just do it conceptually by, by, um, like even what I talked about here, it's like doing the hard things, like holding yourself to higher esteem, like honoring yourself. There's reasons we don't do that innately. Like we all know we need to do those things and we don't. And that's because there's there's more at play within the spiritual self that we need to understand. Mm -hmm. And so this is why the path matters. This is why this work matters. Because I think we all know who, we all know a taste of who we really are. But to get there, and to have the help of someone supporting us to get there and to have the tools to support us to get there and to have the process, it's absolutely essential. Or else you're just, it's, or else it's like the blind leading the blind. We're all trying to figure out mm -hmm. our stuff while being stuck in the stuff. And it's trying to solve Crabs human in a barrel. Yeah, human problems with human tools. We can only solve our human problems with like, godly and spiritual tools it's got we got to go higher that's right that's right yeah so go higher guys make go your life higher. sacred you are the key you're the key 100 percent. honor yourself love yourself do the hard thing to make your life more beautiful and you know find find the people that can bring you higher and have the things that can support you in getting there because we all need somewhere to look up to and we all need that person to tell us that, to help us get there as well, to show us that there's a way. Mm. Yeah. And there's a whole team of people who are around the world able to support you, <laughs> not yeah. just Olivia and myself. And we can definitely help you find those people if you resonate with this and are ready to make your life sacred, embark upon your own journey of self-mastery and truly knowing yourself on this wonderful path of light. Thank you so much for sharing yourself and showering us with your beauty, your grace, your wisdom, and um, the culmination of everything that you've experienced and learned and um, evolved into over the years. It has truly been a treat, and I'm really grateful that you um, were able to make it today. Thank you so much, Suyapa. I appreciate you dearly, and um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me and holding the space for this expression to come through. It's been a treat. Wonderful. All right. All right, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, um, I'll put Olivia's contact information in the link. And of course, please do follow and like the show. There's so much more to come in why we heal because healing is the key to your everything. Thanks.